Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright. The power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected. A place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with us today. I have got a fabulous show, and I'm so excited about it. Tonight, we have none other than the most divinely inspired human that I I just adore, and he is none other than Michael Bernard Beckwith. That many of you know from The Secret that was first aired uh, 2007. And he's also the creator and founder of the Agape Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. Now, Dr. Beckwith is well known all throughout the world. But really, what I admire about him so much is that he can create the excitement within a person to make them want to go beyond their limitations, to experience the life that they were meant to experience. And this is nothing short of fabulous. When a person can empower somebody to start thinking about life in a different way and to see the potential in everything that's out there. Well, (laughs) it just doesn't get any better than that. And that's what Dr. Beckwith does. I'm just so delighted to have him with us today. And I'm also so excited to tell you that he's our cover guy for the April issue of Law of Attraction magazine. And I'm so excited because he wrote an exclusive, exclusive article for the magazine. And I'm so excited to read it. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Now I want you to go to lawofattractionmagazine.net and sign up to get an update so that we can tell you when the next issue is up. And you can read it digitally for free 
or you can purchase the print copy as well. So there's a couple of different options, but I will tell you the digital magazine is always free and we want to make sure that you can come in and feel the messages. Every article has a piece of sage advice just for you because as you're reading it it's going to open you up to new possibilities this is what it's all about it's about you finding those messages from the universe from source and you can do it by simply reading each article is so profound and it will speak directly to you if you take the time to just dive into it. That's what I love about the magazine. And I'm just so excited again to have Dr. Beckwith with us tonight. And we're going to be diving into all kinds of things. So stay with us. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Dot N-E-T. Well, welcome, Michael Bernard Beckwith. Oh, gosh, it is such an honor to have you on my show. It is my joy to be with you today and to for together to touch all of these listeners all around the world that are opening themselves up to great possibilities that lie within their souls. So I'm, I'm happy to be with you today, Jules. Oh, I am... Uh, I like I you heard me say I've been waiting 10 years to finally meet you via computer but um the teachings that you have brought to the world have changed so many lives and I can't thank you enough for being such a blessing I mean I just you are the epitome of what people want to become so thank you so much sir Thank you. It is, it is my joy to be of service to the great light, the great brilliance, the great presence that's everywhere. I just wake up every day and say, I love my life. And how can I be of service? And what's my next assignment? So I'm glad to be with you. This right now, this is my assignment. Oh, thank you. So because we have so many listeners uh, internationally, I was wondering if maybe you could give a little bit of a background of how you got onto the spiritual path. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was in my early 20s. I, uh, I'll give you a short version of it, but okay. I was in my early 20s. I was attending um, USC. I was a, a psychobiology major. I was my plan was to go to med school after I graduated and I began to have a series of inner experiences that I couldn't uh, understand because I wasn't consciously on the spiritual path and I, I would uh, have great visions I would have tremendous inner audible voices guiding me I would 
sometimes leave my body and travel and see things and all of this made me very nervous I didn't know what it was and this particular process landed, lasted at, at least a year and um, culminated excuse me you know, stop this sneeze here <laughs> culminated <laughs> with um, uh, I had this dream where these individuals were chasing me and every night it was the same dream these, these three men were chasing me but I always woke up in time before they would capture me and then one night they were very close to me and I could make out their faces and I turned around and there was a uh, small tent with thousands and thousands and thousands of people trying to fit into a small tent but I knew every single person so I said to myself well these men can't help hurt me because I have all these people that are around me that can help me so I started asking for help started screaming for help and one by one they turned their back on me and two of the men held me down and then one took out a serrated knife and stabbed me in the heart and the pain was excruciating physically and emotionally and I died and when I woke up from that lucid dream I could see that we were surrounded by a presence of love and beauty and intelligence I, I never felt any love at that level ever in my life. Every cell was penetrating with a love so divine. The beauty was exquisite. Everything glowing with the presence and the intelligence. And and so my life shifted. And I began to go to study what had happened to me. I needed to know what had happened. And uh, so there I bumped into the mystical teachings of Jesus, I bumped into the mystical teachings of the Buddha and uh, uh, Kuan Yin and Zoroaster and many of the mystical traditions, um, and I, and I, I, stu- I studied metaphysics, I, and I, I've discovered that so many people uh, who we know about historically have had similar experiences where the veil was lifted and they could see reality. And so it took me a few years to integrate that. And I still went through many changes, many inner luminosity, light, intelligences flowing through me. And it took me a while to integrate that, to embody and integrate. And um, and I'm still on that same path, getting direct uh, knowledge and insight from the one, mm-hmm. the presence. And uh, so that was over 40 years ago. Wow. And I, I wake up today with the same amount of enthusiasm for unfolding consciousness than I did 40 years ago when it was new to me. I had the same enthusiasm, you know, and, uh, and so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a perpetual student uh-huh. and I'm a, an a, a available for to be used by, uh, by the presence of intelligence and beauty and love. So even you, Michael, are expanding by the second. Every day. I, the, the person that is sitting here right now is not the same person that was here last year at the same time. There's been insights. There's been revelations. There's been integration of revelation. So there's a constant unfoldment, and that's actually the definition of heaven. Heaven mm. is actually... The word heaven means expanded good from the Greek language. And so heaven is ever-expanding good. So when we are constantly unfolding and becoming more and more and more of our greater yet-to-be, that's heaven. When we're not growing, 
we're, and we're stagnant, that's hell. So hell is stagnancy and heaven is unfoldment. And so I'm in heaven because I'm constantly growing and, and cleaning my filters and seeing more and more of that which is real. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. You were um, just recently uh, talking about this incredible movie called Collateral Beauty. Yes. And the message behind that, I don't know if everybody grasped it as well as how you framed framed it. Could you talk about the message behind that movie, which is so profound, about connection? We are all connected with everything. Yes. You know, it, it was a movie that, um, I, I called it a movie for those people who think and for those people who are questing for a, a, a greater understanding of, of reality. And so I've seen it a couple of times and uh, the uh, the studio had me actually speak about it and actually go to the, the premiere of it yes, and actually speak to the audience about it, you know. But you have... Uh, this gentleman played by, by Will Smith who, who lost his daughter uh, through a disease, cancer, and totally shut off. Mm-hmm. And he writes messages to the universe. He writes messages to, to love and, and death and, and, um, and time. And they answer him. Love, death, and time come to him. And uh, at the beginning, it seems like a ruse, like... Like they're hired by someone to do this to help him get his sanity back. But ultimately, we discover as the movie plays out that death and time and love are actually speaking with him. As, as, as it's always speaking to us, love and, and beauty and intelligence and are, are always speaking to us. And so the movie carried the depth of forgiveness. It carried the depth of interconnectivity, how we're all connected. It carried the death of eternal life and the death, the depth of eternal life. It carried so many things. And it's the kind of movie that, again, it's for thinking people. So uh, I don't know what it did in the box office, but it was for a group of people that are probably in the upper echelons of spirituality and intelligence that would see the movie and other people would think maybe it's just too gooey or too uh, uh, airy-fairy or syrupy. But for those who have heart intelligence, The movie was over, uh, off the chart. Off the chart. Off the chart. And everybody I talked to about it, they said the same thing. It had the best message. It totally uplifted them. It was so wonderful. And I was so glad to see that you were right in there with the major promotion of it with Warner Brothers. It was wonderful. Yeah, they invited me through their their uh, PR team to, to come do it. And the movie carried... You know, there's also another character who's dying of cancer, and he hasn't been forthcoming with his family. You know, uh, you had the Will Smith character who had lost his daughter. He had another uh, a character that uh, was estranged from his daughter because he and his wife had gone through a divorce, and and he had to suck it up and have the courage uh, to break through that barrier and make his daughter be with him anyway because he loved her. So Carrie, it was a whole lot of message in there in that short, less than two hours. And if anyone hasn't seen it, I would suggest they go to Netflix or wherever, on demand or wherever it is, 
and and sit and actually watch it because it's the kind of movie that like if you come to Agape, it's the kind of movie that that that, that changes your life, which is mm-hmm. what we seek to do here at Agape. We want your life to actually change. And so people need to give themselves sometimes a movie that's not just carries a high entertainment value, but also carries a high transformational value and Collateral Beauty did that. Yes, very, very empowering. And I think that you really are empowering the individual to reach beyond their everyday life into something else. And that's why you're such a blessing. So I I have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) I made a promise to the universe many years ago. And, you know, the universe got me out of some trouble. And I made a promise that from here on out, I, I, I know who I work for. <laughs> and I'm never unemployed because I, I work for the presence that's never an absence. The universe is friendly. That's who I work for every day. I'm, I'm in service. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy. My life could have gone another direction. Yes, but here you are empowering the world. So, sir, in this day and age right now, we are seeing a lot of chaos everywhere in the world it's just not here it's just not los angeles it's just not the u.s it's all of these other countries yes what what would you say to people to empower them people in russia the ukraine what would you say well we have to understand that um that which looks like chaos is a word that was coined a few years ago called chaotic that underneath the chaos, there's order that's trying to emerge. So when you look at the fitful times on our planet, whether it's the United States, uh, state by state, uh, whether it's uh, India, Africa, the Ukraine, uh, Russia, Iraq, Iran, uh, when you look at the world, you you can see that there are some powerful qualities trying to emerge on the planet at this time in human history. And there's some old ways of thinking and being that are dying. And in other words, we're in the middle of a paradigm shift. We're in the middle of an old paradigm that no longer serves humanity, disintegrating. And there's a new paradigm that's rising. The old paradigm is a paradigm based on fear and scarcity and lack, limitation, it, it, it reveals itself as might makes right, uh, bullying, mm. um, uh, you know, I- illegal activities um, that we've noticed in our country when the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the mortgage fiasco that happened in oh, 2007, yeah. 2008, where a lot of that was fueled by greed and a tremendous amount of illegal activities. Um, so that's going on. You can't deny that, but it's dying. And then you look at the emergence of a sense of unity on the planet. The, 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 the um, internet gave us the global brain. And so now what we're seeking to do is create the global heart to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the internet gave us instant communication with anybody everywhere around the planet, no boundaries, no borders. You can talk to somebody in Russia right now, somebody in Peking, somebody in Africa. You can have a relationship. And so... Uh, this is so we're in the middle of an emergence of something really beautiful because the external boundaries that man has created in the sand of time 
are giving way to a boundaryless consciousness, which reflects the, our boundless nature, our unlimitless nature. So it's just that the old paradigm has the media. The media is a reflection of the old paradigm. And so people are bombarded every single day with the lowest common denominator of the human experience, what to be afraid of next, let's defend ourselves, let's have security. And, uh, and people like yourself, what we're doing is uh, we're the reporters of the new paradigm. We're reporting possibility. We're reporting what real transformation can, 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 can look like. We're reporting what can actually reveal itself. So if you look at this like business as an example, and back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, IBM's motto was buyer beware. And that was pretty much symbolic of all business at that time, that once you made a sale, then even if the thing that you bought broke, that's on you. We got the sale. And then you had the evolution of consciousness. You had consumer uh, uh, protection laws. And now you're coming into a, 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 a state of consciousness where business is now becoming conscious. And as I have taught over the last few years, under the aegis of success 3.0, is that now profit is no longer the bottom line in conscious businesses. People, or you say purpose, people, planet, and profit. So you have to have a multiple bottom line now in order to be sustainable with the new energies that are coming on the planet. So I would say, back to your question, with all the calamity going on, I would tell individuals that in the middle of this calamity, the old is dying and the new is being born. And it looks uh, chaotic. And what we're to do is to find our place where the old is breaking down and the new is being born, where we get to deliver our gifts and represent the new paradigm. So instead of being mad at the old paradigm being so loud, and contentious, we have to be in tune with the universal presence and carry the frequency of kindness and love and generosity and compassion and beauty and creativity and, and entrepreneurship. And these qualities have to loom large within us. We have to build an entirely different world based on the visions that we're now receiving. So all is not lost. We don't need to be hopeless. All is dying. The new is being born. What about um, uh, the other countries where we have the U.S. has managed to create wars and death to yeah. women and children? How do we how do we go from there? I'm it's a uh, subject that weighs heavily on my mind. On an individual level. When you wake up in the morning, you have to disavow yourself from the egregious acts that, the, that your particular government is doing, whatever country you're living in. It's the United States. You have to consciously disavow yourself from it. You okay. can't embrace, you cannot say, my country right or wrong. That's an old paradigm. Oh. You have to say, my country right, but never wrong. So you have to disavow genocides. You have to disavow plundering. You have to disavow... Where, where our country has gone in to help foment uh, uh, war and uh, things of that particular nature, you can't be a part of that in your psyche. You don't want you don't want the karma of that for you. And so that's one thing that you you have to do. And then secondly, 
as I said earlier, you have to find your place in the world where you're going to make a difference. So when you, you, you look, like, like some people are now since um, 45, I call our present president 45 because he's the 45th president. You, when, 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 when you, um, you, you, you notice that he, he's rep, he represents an old paradigm. Mm-hmm. He represents, uh, you know, he, he wants to bring back the coal industry. The coal industry is an industry that should have died a long time ago because we have clean energy and it pollutes the environment and pollutes the rivers. But he's going way back to empower a coal industry, which is very similar to somebody trying to empower the typewriter industry in the in the decade of computers. So he's an old man that 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 is, you know, so so in the middle of this uh, instead of being progressive, he's regressive. He represents a regressive energy. What he has done is he has brought together so many coalitions of wonderful people. He's brought so many coalitions together that are now working with each other. More coalitions have come together since the time of segregation and the tearing down of the wall of segregation. Nonprofits that hadn't spoken to each other, that haven't worked with each other, are now coming together to articulate what a kind and just global society looks like, articulate what the Constitution means, articulate uh, the steps that need to be taken. So he has been in our country an evolutionary trigger to help move us forward, even though he's like Mr. Magoo stumbling around uh, uh, saying wild things and trying to take the nation backwards. uh, It's actually pushing us forward at a much more rapid pace because individuals that were lethargic and apathetic are now waking up. Now people are calling their their Congress people, their, their senators. They're calling all. They're they're getting involved again. They're becoming citizens, uh, and, and active citizens. Because in order for a, a democracy to work, the citizen has the citizens have to be active and actually have to say we want this and we don't want this. People have also woken up to the fact that we don't have a democracy. That we have a republic. Right. That and that basically when you vote. Your vote doesn't even count. It goes to an electoral college, and someone else is voting, a block of of votes. And so people are now waking up to the fact we've been marketed since we've been in school that we live in a democracy, but we don't live in a democracy. England and Canada live in a closer democracy than we do. We live in a republic that's controlled by small groups of people and an electoral college. And so people are now waking up. And so in their... he has invited this kind of inquiry. So people can now wake up and begin to demand changes and make differences on the planet. So I look at this as a very exciting time to be alive, where you're actually going to see in our lifetime a shift of paradigm because the universe doesn't go backwards. It can be a blip on the screen where there's a temporary uh, a sense of stagnation and going backwards, but the universe is always moving forward. So we're the generation that's going to see, you know, we're going to see clean energy. Mm. You're going to see a renewable energy. That means it's going to be a shift in the economic system because the economic system is immature because it's built upon a non-renewable resource called oil. Right. And so that's why there's always a fluctuation. And that's why there's lack and limitation because the economic system itself is built upon something that is non-renewable. But once the economic system is built upon something that is renewable, then 
debt and lack and scarcity dissolve and you live in a you live in a vibration of abundance now anyone who has studied the law of attraction the law of radiance anyone who has studied unity and oneness knows they will live in an abundant universe right as the bhagavad gita says you can take abundance from abundance and abundance still remains there's no lack anywhere it's only lack if you have a system that's based upon lack of which our economic system is right but we're the generation that's bringing forth hybrids and electric cars and free energy so in the next 20 30 40 years we're living on a different planet and yeah. so we're looking at the death throes of an old paradigm fear doubt where we lack limitation and control of a population death throes to a shout of jubilation of the next stage of human evolution we're in the middle of it right now and we can see signs of it you see Teslas, you see hybrids, right. see uh, uh, different kinds of energy, you see, you see uh, windmills, you see solar, you see uh, thermal energy, you see all this energy that is now ready to be tapped into and eventually it's going to move in that direction and we're living in a different world. And, no more, and then you don't need to plunder, countries don't need to invade other countries to steal their resources. We're looking at a, 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 we have a global brain. We have to develop the global heart mm. so that we're in communion with each other. I cannot be just an American. I am a universal citizen. I'm a global citizen. So what happens in any country is happening to me. Therefore, we have to mediate. We have to talk to each other. We have to share with each other, not plunder and steal. That's caveman consciousness. Right. You see? And so I think enough people are maturing now we're going to shift out of plundering and stealing in the name of democracy and begin to uh, really step up to a much higher level of consciousness not going to happen overnight it's going to happen through the tireless efforts of individuals who are waking up forming coalitions articulating vision and walking in that direction I really feel like collective consciousness has changed dramatically. And I remember seeing on YouTube videos of people from Israel sending people in in uh, Iraq or Iran messages of love. We love you. It's yep. not us who are thinking about war. It's our government. But we love you and we respect you. And there is more and more coming out from all of it. To me, that was the real essence of being human. We are communicating and connecting with people all over the world saying, yeah, we're the same. We love you. Absolutely. And also there's a lot of coalitions between Palestinian people and Jewish people. That right. doesn't, doesn't make the news. And the, yes. and the governments are intractable because they have a very limited myopic political uh, a point of view but the people left to their own devices are eventually will find a way to have peace if the intractable myopic nationalistic governments would stay out of the way and so you do have so much happening where people are reaching across cultural lines and ethnicity yeah. and things of that particular nature to foment peace and eventually uh, the strongest vibration wins and peace is way more stronger than hate. Peace is way more stronger than prejudice and stereotypes. Peace and love is way more stronger than separation. And uh, eventually, that's going to be the dominant paradigm. And, uh, but, but governments, and particularly 
the, the governments are the, one of the last bastions of the ego. It's like the ego creates separation. And government's tendency are the last uh, to give way to a much more higher uh, point of view. Individuals do it. They go to their spiritual communities. They meditate. They do their affirmations. They pray. They do the life visioning process. They study. Individuals wake up to it. Governments are the last to do it and uh, because they're intractable. They're into the status quo, whereas uh, the mystics, the entrepreneurs, the uh, musicians, the artists, the creators, they are the progressive ones. So people, we did not take a human incarnation to strengthen the status quo. <laughs> we took a human incarnation to make progress. Exactly. soul unfold and so we're, we're actually looking at right in front of us we're looking at a cemetery we're looking at uh, that which is already dead masquerading aliveness oh I love that so let me ask you based on the law of attraction how how should we be looking we should know that everything is in perfect order and working out according to plan or how do we address this so that we can help the situation? We have to, we look at the facts. We have to understand the facts are an outpicturing of a paradigm that used to exist. And then we have to lift our vibration so that the work we're doing on the planet is carrying the frequency of the next stage of human evolution. So the law of attraction, you know, uh, uh, I wrote an article for you. Thank you. And, and, and one of the things that I mentioned is that the law of attraction, and I've been teaching this for years. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, there is a law of attraction. You know, birds of a, birds of a, of a feather flock together. Uh, frequencies that are similar vibrate uh, together. But oftentimes the law of attraction is a linguistic, uh, it's a linguistic con- convenience for really the law of radiance, the law of vibration, and, 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 the, and the law of emergence. What do I mean by that? When you begin to lift your vibration and frequency, and you begin to embody the depth of your being, what peace really is. Peace is the dynamic of harmonizing good. What love really is. The total givingness without any sense of withhold. Beauty, generosity, kindness. You start to vibrate at that level. And then what happens is you radiate those frequencies from you and you create a condition for the emergence of what already exists in the field of infinite possibilities within the unified quantum field of infinite potential peace and love and harmony and goodwill and a kind and just global society it already exists as a possibility but we have to vibrate at that level radiate it so that it can emerge so if an individual is practicing the law of attraction, they're becoming aware that they hold the key. That when they wake up every single day and they go out into the fray of their day, that they're carrying the frequency of the answer. Even if they can't visibly see it right now, they have to carry that vibration. And then one, two people come together, three people come together, 10 people come together holding that vibration. That vibration is stronger. Ten people that can hold the vibration of peace 
is way stronger than a hundred people that are holding the vibration of fear. Why? All thoughts are not created equal. A thought that's oscillating from a sense of unity is way more powerful than a thought form that's emanating from a sense of separation. So that, so as we come together, we're reading your magazine. We come together. People are attending Agape International Spiritual Center. We come together. They're watching uplifting information on YouTube, buying the books. As we come together, we're creating a vortex, a field of possibility that without any regard to a pre-existing condition will emerge. Now that last sentence I just said is very important. When you embody something, it will manifest. And it doesn't care about any pre-existing condition. It doesn't mm. care about who's in office. doesn't care about what the economic cycle is doing. doesn't care about the past. Just like you take a seed, and that seed is in your pocket, you forgot about it, and then a year later, you plant it, it begins to grow. That seed grows regardless of, of any existing condition. In other words, it doesn't care that it was in your pocket for a year. It doesn't care that you forgot about it. It doesn't care that it wasn't planted. The moment the condition is right, it starts to grow. We live in a field of infinite potential, infinite possibilities. The world we want to live in, it already exists. We vibrate at that level via the law of attraction, the law of radiance, the, the, the law of vibration, the law of emergence. It shows up. It doesn't show up magically. It shows up uh, mysteriously and mystically through individuals, through me, through you, through those who are practicing. So when we wake up in the morning, are we to say and set our intention for the day, are we to say, I'm not going to pay attention to any of that media stuff because it's not really going to keep me uplifted? Is that what we're supposed to say, that we really don't have to be bothered by what the the things going on with the government because I choose to stay in this frequency? Is that what you're saying? When you become strong enough through practice, you can witness the news without allowing it to come into your experience. Oh. You, when, you, when, you, when you mature into the vibration and frequency, you can uh, see something, but it doesn't have to come into your experience. So you can, you can look at the facts. You can, now, now, there is a period of time when, when a beginner needs to like sometimes do what I call a mind fast, where they fast from the news. They fast from negativity. If anybody tries to share gossip about someone, they don't listen to it. You fast for it. You practice the law of attraction, the law of radiance, meditation, affirmative prayer. You practice so that you become strong. Now, once you become really strong, if you want to look at the news, the news, as I teach, becomes a prayer request. It's, it's, the, it's the government's and the nation's prayer request. It's saying, oh, this negative thing happened, this negative thing happened, this negative thing happened. It tells me what qualities to emit into the world. So if everybody's afraid of the flu, then I have to touch into that part of me that's divine, healthy, and whole, and I emit that vibration into the atmosphere. And so in the beginning, yes, turn away from it. As you become stronger and stronger and stronger, you can actually be aware of something without it becoming a part of your experience. I can look at movies. I can read the newspaper. 
and that will not come into my experience. It just becomes uh, a prayer request for something to me to pray for. I said, oh, this happened. Oh, this is happening. This happened yesterday. It's really the old. It's really the same thing happening, but happening through and to different people. Because the newspaper is just a, a Rorschach test of a state of consciousness. Fear, doubt, worry, lack, limitation, not enoughness, drama, 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 gossip, 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 gossip. <laughs> you know, it's just the same thing that's happening at the lowest level of human consciousness. So you just see who's happening to it. Who, who is it happening to today? And what country? And it becomes the, the uh, platform for you to do your work. So you go within. You don't allow that to become a part of your experience. It can become, you can be aware it's like you can be aware of a distraction without being distracted by it. It's the same thing in meditation that I teach. You can be aware of distractions, but they don't have to distract you. You can be aware of the human experience, but it doesn't have to come into your experience. Now, how does that work? <clears throat> Nothing comes into your experience uninvited. And there's provocation, there's intimidation, and there's seduction. So when you look at the news, they will seduce you with music, They'll provoke you, you know, or they'll intimidate you. But once you become immune to seduction and provocation and intimidation, and you're able to see it, you just laugh at it. You say, oh, they're trying to seduce me into being afraid, into hating Muslims or gay people or Mexicans mm. or black people, you see, or, or a disempowering of women. They're trying to seduce me or provoke me or intimidate me into that. I see it. I can see it. So once I see, that's called the devil's pitchfork. Is that, you know what I mean? Provocation and seduction and intimidation is one of the devil's pitchforks. Keeps you locked in the human experience. But once oh, you yeah. can't be provoked, then you can look at all that stuff swirling around as human consciousness and choose a higher thought. Yeah. And that's actually our responsibility. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Uh, because we've got to get out of the place where we're blaming the government, the people in it, and we've got to start projecting out. Absolutely. Really. The, 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 the government and the elected officials, in many cases, are the outpicturing of a state of consciousness. Now, look at, look at the consciousness, and let's just say in America over the last 20 years. Uh, you used to have statesmen. And he used to have like newsworthy reporters who did research. Right. And when they actually went to the news, they had done the research themselves. They weren't actors that were uh, getting information from somebody and then news at 11, then reading something to you. They actually did their own research. And, and then what began to happen is something called the Jerry Springer effect, where oh, you had this, you know, really wild stuff on television called reality shows and people began to be entertained through gossip and, it, and it, reality shows and now when I was coming up coming up, one of the worst things you could ever be in life is a gossip no one wanted to be around a gossip because if a gossip talked to you about somebody you know that this sure as heaven going to talk to talk about you to somebody else you know because a gossip is a gossip now gossip people make millions of dollars gossiping and finding yeah. dirt on people, sometimes exaggerating and even making it up. And so you have the gossip and you have reality shows. So people have become uh, hypnotized, seduced and provoked into so, so that's why you could have uh, 
an actor become governor of California. You know, you could have a, a president that went from a reality show of uh, apprentice, you're fired, to actually being a president of the United States because the people could not tell the difference between celebrity and intelligence. Yeah. Liberty and character, celebrity and love, celebrity and that which is real. So, so we have to take our consciousness back. We have to take our we have to take our mind back, and we have to place our attention on that which is real, that which is that which is forever. You know. So the work that you're talking about here every single day, that's what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see. And I see that our time is almost up. I I can't thank you enough. I want to remind all the listeners that you are on the cover of Law of Attraction magazine, April 1st, and that you have written an exclusive article, which I am so excited about. And um, is there anything that you want to mention as far as events coming up at Agape or anything? Absolutely. So this is co- coming on the cover of, of April then uh, you need to be, a, first of all, be let people know that they can actually watch my services from anywhere around the world. All they have to do is go to agapelive.com, A-G-A-P-E-L-I-V-E.com, and they can witness the live services every Wednesday evening, uh, 6.45, the meditation begins, 7.15, the service begins, or on Sundays. 6.30 a.m. is a great meditation service. It's called the Way of Meditation. And then there's a meditation service at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Worship service, celebration service starts at 9. And then another meditation service at 11 a.m. with a uh, celebration service at 11.30. And there also, I want to invite, if there's space left, I want to invite everyone to our annual spring meditation retreat, which begins May 25th. It's the 25th, 26th, and the 27th at the Lucerne Valley Ranch. It's going to be very powerful. And guess what? The theme is whole soul devotion navigating through vibrational turbulence. Ooh. So people should go to agapelive.com and register for that meditation retreat. And I think that's all the news fit to print at this moment. And uh, you can go to michaelbernardbeckwith.com as well, but... That's great. I got to tell you that Pam Grout was with us on the last Law of Attraction cruise. And the first thing she did when she got off the plane in L.A. is run to Agape. She had to be at that service. She couldn't get on the boat without going to Agape. So, you know, what Pam Grout thinks is super fabulous. We agree with her. And, uh, boy. Thank you so much. Agape is a destination point. People are building their conferences and business conferences and vacations around this area so they can finally get to agape in person absolutely and they live stream if they don't live in los angeles and that's the way to go and so everybody in uh, other countries you can tune in thank you so much it's been wonderful jules thank you for the invitation god bless you keep up the great work you too sir thank you Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com. And have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. This is R.J. Banks from loaaffirmations.com with another I Am Inspiration. 
You know, one of the key processes in selective manifestation is living as if or living from the end. Now this, in my opinion, is one of the most important and critical aspects of the process as it infuses your true beliefs, your undeniable faith, and your deep-seated feelings and emotions. And the door that opens this as-if reality is your imagination. Your imagination is your very own world in which you have total control. It's your blank canvas, so to speak, and no one else in the world has any right to tell you what you can or cannot imagine. The great Albert Einstein is quoted as stating that imagination is more important than knowledge and that logic will get you from point A to point B, but imagination will take you everywhere. Now think back for a moment when you were a child. Remember the incredible adventures you'd go on using your imagination? Whether it was having an upscale tea party with your royal dolls or stuffed animal collection, or saving the planet as a superhero. As Einstein stated, imagination will take you everywhere. You know, manifestation in the physical world, starting as far back as at least the wheel, all began in someone's imagination. So once you've decided what your desires are, it's imperative that you reignite your imagination and spend time daily living as if. In fact, I look at it as one of the rare opportunities to cohesively and simultaneously use and work with both your conscious and subconscious minds together at the same time. So think about it. Meditate on it. Use your as-if imagination to dominate over your as-is ego. And living as-if sparked in your imagination will begin the divine universal process of manifesting your desires into the physical. Write down and declare, I am now creating the life I desire living as-if through my imagination. Thanks again for listening and we're so grateful that you're part of our LOA family. For more downloadable Law of Attraction audio affirmations, please visit LOAaffirmations.com. And always keep it right here on the Law of Attraction radio network. And this is today's I Am Inspiration from the upcoming new book, The Power of the I Am and the Law of Attraction. Today, I Am Abundant. Now, we've all had money struggles from time to time, and we know that obsessing, focusing, and worrying about them only makes matters worse. Now, remember, focus equals fuel. Now, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, You cannot prevent the birds of sorrow from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from building a nest in your hair. In other words, yes, you can and will feel these emotions from time to time. But don't obsess over them or let them build a nest in your brain. Accept them and then release them to your higher power. So first, I want you to affirm, and you might want to write these down. I am the master of and control my own thoughts. And next, affirm I am worthy of financial abundance. A great affirmation that I've repeated countless times when starting to feel financially stressed is... I am always blessed with more than enough money for everything that I want, need, or desire. And as challenging as it may be to defy your logic, don't worry about the how. It will be presented to you, but you must keep your faith and an indestructible belief in your worthiness and the power of the I am and the law of attraction. Thanks again for listening, and we're so grateful that you're part of our LOA family. For more downloadable Law of Attraction I Am Audio Affirmations programs, please visit LOAaffirmations.com. And always keep it right here on the Law of Attraction Radio Network. 
Today, we're looking at I am affirmations versus I will affirmations. Now, the intention of an affirmation is to generate a specific emotional feeling or target feeling spawned by the thought of the manifestation of a specific desire. By using our God-given incredible imagination, our words create mental images, which in turn create feelings or emotions. It's the energy from these feelings and emotions, also known as thought vibrations, which extend outward to create our desires. As the law of attraction dictates, your resulting manifestation will match the feelings you get when saying your affirmations. So, by stating I am or present tense affirmations, you're tapping into your living as if imagination and will generate positive feelings and emotions such as joy, happiness, love and gratitude and your result will be a shift in your reality, thus manifesting your desire. Now remember, thoughts create things. So if your thoughts are locked into I will, then you will be stuck in a never-ending state of I will. And your result will be a hopeful feeling for a better future, but not your target or creative feeling. Affirm and boldly declare your I am affirmations and feel the joy as if your desire has already been fulfilled. Because it already has. You know, our lives are filled with many facets, such as our various relationships, career, school, our financial well-being, health issues, car and house maintenance, and the list goes on. What's not so desirable is when sometimes things start to go awry in one aspect of our lives. It sometimes seems to snowball into all the other areas of our life, and the next thing we know it, our whole life seems like it's an uncontrollable Murphy's Law mess. Our stress levels are peaked out, and we seem to not be able to do anything but worry and be frustrated and fed up and lost. Well, it doesn't have to be that way, and you know that that kind of stinking thinking is not going to do you any good. So it's time to snap out of it right now. Your thought vibrations can only work on one frequency at a time. So instead of putting all your thought energy into the low level of problem thinking, you need to move it up to the higher positive solution level. Now, I often use the sun as an analogy for happiness, stating that just as the sun is always shining, so is your happiness. And even though we erroneously say that the sun is not shining today, it really is. You just need to move out from under the cloud. So start off by just finding that one little thing that is working the most desirable way in your life right now and focus all of your energy and gratitude on it. It may be one of your relationships, or that your car is running great, or as simple as your ability to play a musical instrument or cook. It doesn't matter, but whatever the positives are in your life right now, write them down and bask in their positive presence, and move out from under the cloud and into the sunshine. Affirm, I am solution-focused, and you'll soon see the positive energy start spreading through the entire spectrum of your reality. So when undesirable situations seem to snowball in your life, what better way to melt them than blasting them with sunshine? I am solution-focused. Thanks again for listening, and we're so grateful that you're part of our LOA family. Today, I want to talk about being first. Now, when we think about being first, it's normal to think from a competitive frame of mind. But that actually creates an atmosphere of lack and fear. There's only one number one, and the early bird gets the worm. And one of my favorite humorous quotes from the movie Talladega Nights, If you're not first, you're last. Now, when it comes to the law of attraction, the first that I'm talking about is that whatever it is that you want to attract into your life, you must first be what it is that you desire. In other words, if you want to attract more love, you must first be more loving. If you want more appreciation and respect, then you must first show your gratitude, be grateful and kind. 
Now, I know this isn't any new groundbreaking concept, but it's meant to be a thought-provoking reminder that as we sow, so shall we reap. And when others are involved, remember the golden rule to do unto others as we would have others do unto us. Remember, like attracts like, and we attract into our lives what we think, say, and believe about ourselves and our perceived reality. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am secure. I am worthy. I am positive. I am blessed. I am grateful. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am courageous. I am loved. Declare your I am's every day and remember to be first at whatever it is that you want to attract into your life. Thank you for listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. This is RJ Banks from LOAAffirmations.com with another I am inspiration. A while back, I was asked if the Law of Attraction could be used to manipulate a person and make them fall in love with you. Now, my answer to her was no, as this would or could otherwise be classified as a spell or a curse, depending on how the relationship went. Anyway, I told her that it is common to fantasize about a specific person, but this often turns into disappointment and is really unfair to both you and the person that you place in the starring role. I did, however, let her know that she can attract the type of relationship and mate that she desires. I told her by truly knowing in your heart what you desire in a partner, you can ask your higher source to bring a companion that you have a high vibrational match with into your life. Then have faith knowing that when the time is right, the match will be made. I also told her that if the guy that she's currently head over heels with was the one, then it shall come to pass. If not, when the time is right, the proverbial Mr. Right will come into her life. She then went to work on clarifying her desires in a mate and a relationship, and I helped her write some affirmations, such as, I am now attracting the perfect companion who is on the same vibrational plane as me and is desiring to attract me. About three months later, I got an email from her thanking me and telling me all about her new totally awesome boyfriend. Now, if you're seeking your Mr. or Mrs. Right, follow suit and take a close look at the type of mate and relationship you desire. And then, take a closer look at yourself and ask yourself if you are the match made in heaven partner for the type of person that you're desiring to attract. Remember, like attracts like, and we are and attract into our lives what we think, say, and believe about ourselves and our perceived reality. Thank you for listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. This is RJ Banks from LOAAffirmations.com, and this is today's I Am Inspiration from the upcoming new book, The Power of the I Am and the Law of Attraction. Today, I am happy. Everyone wants to be happy, yet many people find it challenging to even define it. Your personal definition of happiness, which is embedded in your subconscious, actually plays a key role in your life and your approach or attitude towards how you live. Happiness is our natural state of being and is something that we truly already are and always will be. Yet so many people spend their lives searching for it and their hard-earned money trying to buy it. Anything anyone desires, materialistic or situational, is because they think it'll buy them happiness. Yet true happiness is not an external thing that you can get, buy, earn, find, or achieve. It's an essence of being. It's how God created us, and we have the choice to live in it unconditionally in all its glory, or make it circumstantial. 
I will be happy when, and fill in the blank, is an all-too-common yet self-limiting belief that many choose to live by. And although fulfilling, this type of happiness is very short-lived and can often turn into an obsession or even an addiction. On a cloudy day, we commonly yet erroneously say the sun is not shining. But the sun is in fact shining and always is shining. We just don't see it from where we're at. If you're not living in happiness, you have the option to stay where you are or move out from under the cloud and be happy. When you choose happiness, you attract happiness and create more happiness for yourself and for those around you. Thanks again for listening, and we're so grateful that you're part of our LOA family. For more downloadable Law of Attraction I Am Audio Affirmations programs, please visit LOAAffirmations.com. And always keep it right here on the Law of Attraction Radio Network.